Yes, legends. What is going on? We're back. Again. We're back. My name's Lee Jones from Jonah Football. The podcast is back. Season 4, episode 1. I'm here with the legend, as always, Shane Murray from Ireland and Jules Aguirre from Colombia. Best looking lad at Jonah Football. Hasn't got the best first touch, though. And uh, guys, watch the video. It's not just us three today. There's someone else in the room. He goes by the name of Mr. Barnett himself. (laughs) (laughs) I I class him as a legend, Neil Dunkley. Go on, Neil. Thanks for joining us, Neil. Hey, Neil. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming in, mate. We really appreciate it. It's a pleasure being around you, boys. It's always good times. Ah, what a legend, Neil. Not gonna lie, we had some massive guests on season three, as Shane would say. So there's a bit of pressure there. Yeah, no, that's fine. The bar's fallen, obviously, since then. <laughs> <laughs> it's up to you to bring it back yeah. up and we'll get it. Uh, guys, for those of you that don't know, um, Neil is our strength and conditioning coach at Rydalmere, where me and Jules and Shane used to play. Um, and obviously, Jules, we did the double, Neil. Yes, we, did we did the double well. this year. We won the grand final. We won the league. Um, and Neil is our strength and conditioning coach. And I'm, I'm going to... Go a little bit serious here, Neil. I feel I feel like you're too good for Rydalmere, mate. You've, you, you're you're yes. very very good at your job, Big um, and so that's why we've got him in. Mate. <laughs> Do you know what I mean, Jules? That's probably the only serious thing I'm going to say on this it's, podcast. It's Neil. funny though because you say that, but you're the most athletic athlete I've ever trained. <laughs> so, Neil, <laughs> you, you know yeah. this one, Neil. Everyone right? on the podcast Steve is laughing. Right now. What's yeah. Gavin thinking right now? You, you've got a pot noodle head, but other than, that, <laughs> other than that, you're very, very good at your job, Neil. Um, so, Neil, how are you, mate? How was, yeah, you know, I was, I was, lo- you know, we, we wouldn't say lockdown, but I was, we're going to do this coronavirus. No, 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 nah, we're going to move on. We're going to yeah, move yeah. on. Neil, the first thing I want to ask you is obviously your background is in strength and conditioning. Cool. Uh, that's your, your forte. What, what got you into that? What brought you to where you are today? And then obviously, myself, Jules and Shane, we've done a bit of research on you as well, Neil. We know you've got a lot of background in rugby as well. So, yeah. can you give us a little rundown, Neil? Yeah, so it all started with injuries um, when I was younger playing rugby league and then um, trying to get back on the field but not doing rehab and prehab correctly. Injuries obviously stopped me from getting back into the game as, as far as I would have liked to have gone. But then I fell in love in coaching but then I've seen the coaching world is pretty ruthless and cutthroat where um, the coach that was my mentor at the time when I was 16 coaching an under-18s team, um, that if the boys didn't do too well and then he got the sack and then I just sat there and went, well, I don't want to be a coach because it's just cutthroat. So I tried to go away from the game. Then had a school teacher ring me and say, um, there's a sports science degree going and I think that you know it would be really beneficial if you do that and might keep you in, involved in sports. I've been a sports tragic since I was young, so um, I've always wanted to be in sports and I've always been fascinated with the psychology of sport um, and preparation of sport, so in, in the elite athletes. So cut a long story short, did the course. In my second year at uni, um, I got offered a, a dream job at the Sydney Roosters in the NRL. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's only... That's my, pretty big. Yeah, that's so massive. it was my dream job and uh, Brad Fittler was coaching and it was his first year there. He said, are you keen to come on board and join NRL at the highest level in rugby league? And, yeah. you know, I was, I was almost ready to pass out when he offered that. And I said, of course, mate, I'm ready to go. <laughs> so I took that on. So you hadn't finished your degree yet, right? Hadn't finished the degree yet. So I was very, very blessed. Was, yeah. um, however, it was a real um, 
sort of circumstance I had to deal with at uni because if you go to uni, you got to make 80% of your tutes to pass your degree. But with the full-time job at an elite level, obviously there's a lot of travel involved. So I wasn't going to make my 80% tutes. So a college come on board and said, we'll give you a scholarship and you can do it via correspondence. So I was very blessed to finish off my degree while I was working full-time in my dream job. Wow. Right, which status? Yeah. So when did you end up finishing your degree? Uh, two years. So I went part-time in my final year of my degree and I had two years at the Roosters. Um, and obviously in those two years, finished off the degree. And ha- so and degrees in um, exercise and physiology. Wow. And specialising in sports science. You do love a dynamic stretch, don't you, Neil? Yeah, absolutely. Well, <laughs> Love's a pretzel. I think, I think the reason why you're on this podcast, Neil, is because... For me, you made a, like a massive impression on us. Obviously, at Lisa, we were in the same team, and it was probably about a year ago we maybe met you. Yeah. And I think straight away we we came back. Like we talk pretty much every day about football. Yeah, of course. And after our first session and being with you, I think we came back and we all said, "Geez, Neil's good. Like yeah. what he was doing, he's doing things properly." And I feel like if there's not enough. Um, mm. Football teams. Well, since I've been in Australia, I, I've been around someone mm. as like particular in what you want to do and try and get players ready. Yeah, do you know what I mean? And oh. I feel like the impression you had on us was, was really good, and it kind of it, it made us think about. Feel I feel like we're a bit more professional than yeah. yeah. We probably were and and that's that just going to go to my point. I'm just I'm just going to make then. I feel that it's a lesson for everybody. Um, and, and for the young kids that you guys train and, and whatnot, the environment may change at times. So my environment went from um, handling professional athletes to semi-pros with you guys. Mm. Um, but my standards don't drop. So I, I yeah. try and drag you guys up. So the same thing with your boys. If they're playing at elite representative level, but then they might go back to an association because reps are finished or they've been dropped or whatnot. But the key is that you just don't drop your standards. Yeah, I, that, I remember you were you were very big on that. Yeah. But for me, like that's always been my biggest issue. I know we laugh about it because I'm an incredible athlete. <laughs> but I do I always remember. I'm going back to pre-COVID now. Yes. I felt like I was in good shape or working towards better shape. Yeah. I remember you had me on a fasting diet. Yeah. Shane, he had me sending pictures of the food I was eating. Yeah, yeah, I was sending him Big Macs and that. No. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, Lee, we're going we're gonna to create a WhatsApp group and you've got to send me pictures of what you're eating. It worked, Dolly. Like, yeah, I was sending in 10 chicken nuggets. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, well, 5.45 a.m. No, funny but, what you were sending me and then I see you at training in your car was lollies and yeah. <laughs> McDonald's. I'm thinking, I don't know if he's sending me his food or someone else's food. <laughs> no, no, well, in all honestly, good. though, um, what I find that helps in, in achieving goals or results that you're after is accountability. And that's all you yeah. try and supply. So yeah. when you guys wanted to be better or you're in a group that you know wasn't um, what we called the engine room, because we don't like to use negative terms, but if you're to use a negative term, you'd say that was the, the fat club. Yeah. But we used it. I wasn't the, fat. Neil, I invited me a podcast called fat. <laughs> so <laughs> that's why I say it's, we use the engine room and the boys sent video, um, yeah. sorry, pictures of their food. Mm. Um, and you, you achieved amazing results when you, you I know, did. obviously when I, you did that. I know, I know the boys take the mick out of me because my diet after COVID was terrible. <laughs> but it was working. I was shredding a little bit. Like I'm, I'm like skinny fat that's, mm. that's what you call me in it Jules but like <laughs> just, just, you yourself, <laughs> just just, just <laughs> around the edges you know what I mean yeah a bit rough technique like 100 out of 100 on yeah. Neil about me up on that yeah yeah absolutely. but um, 
But it was a couple of corner, yeah, corner goals. I've seen some corner goals yeah. this year. <laughs> but it was working, Neil. We were only two games in, and obviously that's when Shane was playing. Yeah. Um, and I felt like I was getting sharper. But not only that, I was just about to say, it was the the most prepared I've ever been for like game one. Mm. Like we were mm. doing activation in the changing rooms. You were doing some mad, crazy stretches that I've never even done <laughs> before. But it it made me feel really good, yeah. really, really good. I and, think. Uh, preparation is so important and when I studied and looked into preparation you always try and find uh, first of all I was very grateful to have a great mentor in um, the great Ronnie Palmer in the rugby league world who's been around the game I think now uh, 32 years so he had a lot of experience and my first two years were with him so obviously having a great mentor really helped get me in good stead but then obviously you doing your own research and findings and one person that I love and I'll always want to study as a case study for myself and for my athletes is the great LeBron James. I know it's not football, but in the basketball Dunkley. world. You love it, though. Shane. Yeah, Shane yeah, yeah. Neil absolutely. loves LeBron. If anyone yeah. has a <laughs> like Neil on Instagram, he's every day he's posting stuff about yeah, LeBron. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, right. and to me, only because to have someone to play 94% of the games eligible in his 17-year career... Mm. It, it says something because it just doesn't happen via luck. Mm. Did, did, didn't they come out and he's, he says that he spends over a million on recovery each year? Yeah, each and, and people people say, oh, but I don't have a million dollars to spend. Okay, let's put that into comparison to what yeah. you make yeah. to what you spend on your body. Would you go buy a $5 protein shake after training? People don't even do that. So mm. if you're to put it into comparison, you know, I understand people <laughs> say he spends a million, he's a billionaire, but do you look after your body, say... You, know, you don't need to be a millionaire to, to recover and do the right things. Uh, absolutely. Well, no one's asking you to spend a million dollars because you don't need to be a professional athlete. Yeah, exactly right. Different. But everyone automatically gets in defense and goes, oh, but he spent a million, I don't have a million dollars. Yeah, no yeah. one's asking you to spend a million dollars, but invest in your body at some stage yeah, in your life. Right. That's why I joined Virgin Active today, Neil. Absolutely. Great, great gym too. Great gym. Yeah. Yeah. Just giving him a plug. plug. Um, Just giving him a plug. But, but it's <laughs> funny, it's funny Sponsorship. because everyone always talks about all the stuff like we do. But one of the things that I really want to drive home and to any young athlete that may be listening, the highest performance drug in the world will be sleep. And you can you can do ice baths, you oh, can do stretching, problem. you can do that activation. But if you don't sleep, then there's going to be no benefits at all. Yeah. So that's the first and foremost, the paramount. Really? See, that's why I have afternoon naps. Oh, yeah. so, so you, How you much sleep, Neil? So you, you, you're aiming for minimum eight hours. And, and I know a it's week, weird. Week? Sometimes that's no, no. a week. What about <laughs> yeah. two and a half? <laughs> Newborn, yeah, now nah, like I, I, I have hit, I have seen the effects of that hard. Yeah, my daughter. I, I think the first fundamental you can get um, in preparation will be sleep, and then obviously I understand that the world's fast these days, um, fast paced. There's a lot going on, but there's also a lot of things that you can help assist with that. With obviously, the elite athletes will uh, monitor their sleep. Elite athletes will turn turn their phones, put them away now before they go to bed. Or if you need your phone for whether you're listening to a postcard, a podcast, obviously the Jonah football yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, you can put your phone on night shift or turn off the blue light, which then doesn't affect yeah, the melatonin. Right. And then the melatonin is a body clock chemical in your brain that signifies that it's daytime. So if you turn that off on, on your phone, the blue light, um, then you won't stay awake. So there's little tips and things like that that also help you achieve the base. getting really technical at the higher end. Naps. Yeah, yeah, naps are beneficial. Naps yeah. are very beneficial. No, but no, no. Um, depending where they are, naps, Jules, you're allowed to nap on the job. Is that, is that what yeah. this Neil. is about? 
Yeah. Hey, but Jules will start sleeping now let's on be, the no, podcast. Let's, let's be honest. I've reduced my naps. Like I don't know. Yeah, but but if uh, but I don't. Every time I'm like Shane wears Jules, he Shane's like he's in scratcher. <laughs> What's scratch the thing? It's not bad. negative. It depends on how long your nap is, though. Too. No, I used to honestly, like, probably back in the day when I first started at Joiner. I used to, no, actually, since I've started like working because I've always worked really early. I used to nap almost every day, and it was here for about two hours after work. Well, yeah, two hours probably too. Yeah, more. whereas now, like, I'll maybe do it two or three times a week when I'm yeah. really really tired. But two hours probably to, too long. Yeah, but now, so I started doing like. Half an hour, forty minutes. Yeah, they're, they're pretty. Is that the good yeah, time? Yeah, absolutely. Going into a deep sleep. Yeah, but I wake up and I feel you feel a bit groggy, but then you feel rested, and then you kind of like have this burst of energy for the next couple of hours. The the importance of sleep and naps. To give you a scenario, I had a um, an NRL player that I look after at the moment that I've I've had him, I've sort of worked with him for a long period of time, uh, since he was eleven, and he had an injury, and we set a goal amongst each other, and we said. What's the record for someone getting back from a syndesmosis uh, operation injury? It was five weeks and three days. was the fastest anyone's ever done it. We went into it with a lot of detail. We went real different. So we went high fats foods um, to build cholesterol uh, because cholesterol repairs the body. Obviously, the good cholesterol. Um, and then we aimed for 10 hours sleep. So whatever he got during the night, whether it was eight hours due to pain or whatnot, then he had to make that up in naps throughout the day. That's a bit of me. So, <laughs> but um, the, the end result was we didn't quite beat the record. We come back in, so we come back the quickest, fastest. It was five weeks in five days wow. after an operation. Wow. And that's sleep. Sleep that's was the most important part because obviously uh, when your body's healing, you got you can't take credit away from him. He did all his rehab, prehab, everything, but um, the body repairs itself while you're sleeping and he allowed his body to repair in that five weeks. Wow, that's really interesting. Yeah, so that's how important it is. I've got, I do have a question on Neil. Um, how hard was it for you to adapt from rugby SNC to then going to like dealing with me, football, <laughs> um, on a lower level, like from rugby it's, to football? It's, it's similar. And again, I'll speak about standards, but the human body doesn't change whether you're an athlete, an everyday human, general population, a mother, a father your body still functions the same. Mm. The internals still operate the same. Your body breaks down food the same. The only difference that I had to come into it um, was have a look at the game demands of, of football compared to rugby league. Um, to give you an example, a midfielder will run you know, anywhere between twelve to oh, 10 to 12 Ks and the most in a, in a rugby league game, the fullback between seven and nine. So automatically the load's got to be a little bit higher um, and then your high intensity meters are a little bit, little bit higher than rugby league as well. But then you've got different positions as you do in rugby league where the two uh, left backs and right backs, uh, this year from my findings being with you guys, they do a lot more high intensity meters and Jonah did the least. <laughs> hey, hey, Neil. moves quickly, isn't it? Yeah, but Neil, did you hear about the stat of the amount of goals scored? Jules, do you want to tell him about the stat? What, what was not? that? Where, where were we sitting? Who, this who was, was the top goal scorer? How... I haven't even told you this what yet. What is it? So obviously, like, obviously we scored a lot of goals from set pieces. We used to talk about it on the bench all yeah, the time. Yeah, absolutely. But that was actually a lot more than I expected. What was it? Does it so, work out to be a percentage? Yeah, mm. so Simo did the percentage of how many goals came from set pieces, including my one against Bladesville. <laughs> Threw that in there. Drop that in there. That was 80, the game when you were going well and he mocked you. 83%. 83%? Of our goals were from set pieces. Wow. 
If I'm not on like at least a thousand dollars again, that's a lot, mate. Which goes to obviously talking about like obviously I go back to sports science. You can look at numbers as a sports scientist and have a look at fitness levels and whatnot, but then you've got. Oh, I can't say this because I'm not saying it about you, but you got big time players. Who's <laughs> that? So you got, you got, you got, you're killing us here. You, you, you Guys, if you're time. watching on YouTube, you, you'll be able to see the smirk on my face. You, know? <laughs> you got big time players where stats do a lot of talking, but then some players can handle pressure through experience and handle big moments. And sometimes as a club, you look for players that can do that as well as, so you've got to find that balance of athletes and experience. What I must admit, though, like all jokes aside, I, I just felt horrible towards those last f- four or five games. I, my body was in a mess, Neil. Yeah, I, 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 don't, I think you obviously with the newborn found life yeah. a little bit tough with sleep and then fell off the um, wagon in COVID. Massive. And you guys I wasn't doing any prehab or anything. That's like what that I was about to say. Well. You guys had a massive success with your school camps and then you yeah, come to yeah. training late and you jump straight into the warm up without doing all the prehab stuff. Don't worry, I've got a few questions so, at the end. Yeah. A few tips that we need because definitely that's one thing I want to ask Neil and pick his brain on is that we're on our feet a lot, we're yeah. coaching a lot. We just get stiff and sore twenty four seven. Just maybe a few tips and tricks on how we can fix that and yeah. try and be fresh and ready well, to go for training because oh, it's hard, isn't it, Shane? At times. Yeah, no, it is. I it spoke is. to Jules. Obviously, Jules had an injury this year, um, which seen the end of his season. Um, we'll try and not that let happen again next year. But yeah. with you guys, it's different. So also with kids, you got to understand that load's really important because. You got to listen to your body. Your body's, mm. you know, the number one. I've always said that, terms in feedback. Body, so, yeah. if your body tells you that you're sore and you're aching, then you've got to translate that, or you've got to do something about it. You can't just continue doing the same thing because there's an old saying that that I love is, if you always do what you've done, you'll always get what you've got. If you don't change anything, then nothing's ever going to change. So for you guys, well, you know, you need a warm up. You need to have a, a recovery. You need to come to train a little bit earlier, and then like Gav this, this year did with you, gave you some training sessions off. So it's really important that coaches, players understand that you want to train a lot, we understand that, but there's only a certain amount that your body can take before you're going to damage yourself, yeah. which is what we call, if you want to look it up on Google, called the overload principle. Yeah, yeah interesting. I think, um, so a lot of obviously people that listen to this are footballers or involved with football. Yeah. So I just want to ask, so say for our young, we coach a lot of young players. And you're obviously involved with the S and C side. When I was growing up, like obviously ten, probably fifth like ten years ago, even like fifteen years ago, as a as a young kid. It's a good question. This one, no one really knew like what 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 to do in terms of strength and condition. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I never got really a lot of advice until I went to a professional club. Yeah. So you do a lot of try trying do a lot of stuff on your own. Yeah. But like what age do you think people should start lifting weights? What what age should be doing core and all this stuff? Yeah. So can you tell anybody? Body weight strength you can start from when you're like obviously two three whatever you want to start you can start body weight strength. Um, weights with my weight programs I've got competencies, uh, meaning that when you can do thirty push ups, um, three two one on like say three down, two hold and then one push back up. If you can do thirty of them without stopping at that tempo then now we'll move to bench press. So everyone's different. The times are different, um, but there's competencies in place that translate whether you can start doing weights or not. 
Because if your body's not strong enough to do body weight, then why are we adding external weight to your body that's going to cause more, more harm than so, good? So if a 10-year-old can do that... If, if a 10-year-old can do 30, 30 push-ups, good tempo, then they can start adding weight in terms of a bench press. Mm. Um, but I had the pleasure of working... It's, it's, I majored long-term athletic development at uni, and this year at Rodomy... Um, Anthony Harbs, a technical director there, come across and said he was really fascinated what we were doing at first grade and wanted to build, you know, what I called good habits at a junior level for the, um, the, the, the NPL kids there. And we worked with them, but simple things that kids can do is stuff like, um, it's obviously body weight, conditioning, speed, agility, but then also breathing techniques. So I know we did it with you guys where, you know, where we did that 20 meter, one breath, 20 meter no breath, 10 meter one. Then also breathing technique. So when you see Jonah taking free kicks, you see him inhale, slows the heart rate mm. down, and then execute. Mm. You know, and I did a lot of that with the young kids about sort of meditation, but Zen. Just because the world's so fast today, there's so much going on that no one can ever centralize. So we had an issue with um, one of our boys, not many people know, in the first grade, where he was just overwhelmed with everything. And I said, what do you do when you're overwhelmed? And he said, I don't know. That's why I'm asking you. And I was like, people haven't been taught at a young age that you need a, a reset day or a Zen day. So I've told him, go away, just total day off, get a massage, reset, Zen, breathe, meditate, and then go again. And I did that with the young boys at the um, at Rodomy with Anthony. And, mate, the boys are amazing. Like, they've come back to me with books about meditation, about um, centralizing themselves about weight training. So when you give information, it's up to obviously the individual to go away with it as well. Mm. Yeah, right. That. So then, so, so what you'd say then is, the answer my question will be, there's obviously, everybody's different. There's not like certain time that no, you, so a certain edge or a certain yeah. stage. It's just whatever yeah. you can deal with. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So everyone's taking a different path to the athletic career. Mm. And, you know, your timeline was different to Jonah's and Jonah's was different to yours. Yeah, true. I think what, to add to what you're saying a little bit, I think if we're talking about elite level, professional level even, you know, there's every day there's more players at a, in any sport wanting to make it as a professional and the demands of the game go higher and higher. So every little detail now that you can add to your game to give you that little extra advantage is going to count for you to be able to not only play at the high, highest level but stay at that level. Like things like meditation, things like recovery, things like sleep, like all of that is just little details that add to your game. Um, that again is very important for the young players to develop as they grow up. Otherwise, the good like habits, yeah. saying, you you know you get to our age, us, which maybe we haven't been involved in that for a long time, and it's harder to instill those good habits into a thirty-year-old than maybe a fifteen, sixteen-year-old. Mm. Yeah. So you, I think, the game is going towards players now having longer, longer careers. You know, you look at players like LeBron, Ronaldo. You know, 30, yeah. I, I don't know how old LeBron is, but I know he's in his 30s, but Ronaldo's, you know, 36 and yeah. still looking like he could be playing think, for another five, six years. That's you about. Yeah, Even yeah. Ibrahimovic, you know, he's 38, yeah, yeah. 39, mate. It's, and it's scary these days, the age scary. that they're going to. It's but yeah. it's it's the stuff that they do behind the scenes. So there's a saying that I have one with my athletes I work really closely with and we drive each other every day, always on the phone to, to each other. But we always say, what you do in the darkness will always shine in the light. So he's obviously a professional athlete, meaning that what you do behind closed doors, when you go on the stadium under the, sh the bright lights, that's when everything shines and that's where you get your reward because nobody sees what goes behind the scenes. So 
all those athletes for your kids to understand that that doesn't happen by luck mm. by no means at all because the uh, the endurance of the sport and the, the physical demands of it is, is so exhausting exerting on the body that it just does not happen by luck. But one thing that I've taken through to sport, because I think you posted something the other day, I'm a big, big fan of your social media page, Love it, um, <laughs> about only 1% make it, or I don't know exactly what the yeah. percentage was, but maybe you can expand on it. Yeah, my missus made me delete it in the end. Right. Because she thought it was a bit negative. Yeah, you know. Well, going back when I seen that, you know what it's like, Shane. You know what it's like. (laughs) I'm not coming. (laughs) But yeah, no, I I actually researched it because I thought to myself exactly that point of like players like Ronaldo and Ibrahimovic. If these guys are still going by the time they're forty, it's making it even harder for players to to get a contract because if that's what that's that's why it's really interesting having you on the podcast because there's players now that are going for so long. And if they're still unbelievable, it's making it harder for the kids coming through. So, and and the key with it all, and you know, you guys got a major role to play in this. I'm a, I'm a realist, and I don't set my if I'm when I work with the kids at at Rodemy, I've always told them from the word from day dot that you may not become a professional, and that's the harsh reality of this whole process. Mm. Everything's process driven, but. With what you do, it's it training's a lifestyle. You don't have to be an athlete to train yeah, to look yeah. after your body. I like that. But the other thing is we're very blessed to be involved in sports because I believe sports teaches us life skills, life oh, values nice. that can be taken over into life. So if you follow the process of what we're trying to achieve in sports, the worst case scenario for us as as mentors for the young kids, uh, mentors for athletes or working with athletes is they can leave the sport a better human. Mm. And ultimately that's your end goal. Because the athletes that I work with at the top level always are working to become obviously a better athlete, but they always want to be humble and a better human as well. Mm-hmm. One thing I haven't taught you, O'Neill, is fashion sense. Terrible. <laughs> and definitely your hair, of course. Oh, yeah. oh, it's, it's a little bit... Not me. It's, it's a little bit... Um, if anyone can see it's a shining yellow spaghetti. I love that. It's, it's, it's yeah. a little spaghetti. It's a... Um, a little bit I'm a little bit out there in terms of fashion no, stuff no. because right, I no. rate that highly though I actually no rate but that. you know it, it, it I comes from I rate it. <laughs> no, yeah I do it, cop a lot of stick on the boys can we have like what was the turtleneck no, no. <laughs> Shane wasn't even going to mention it <laughs> I just couldn't remember it then. but when you went to get the hair started, <laughs> like, were you thinking like when it was done did you I'm going to look decent? sexy here no well it was, it was obviously um, during yeah. the COVID lockdown so everything had closed you just the head jobs had gone <laughs> just lost no it. so what happened was um, I'm, I'm I'm heavily inspired by um, Chris Brown and meaning by that is like with with my customizing of my shoes now as well so i try and activate the creativity side of my life as well so are you trying to turn into his brand no no not turning to him but when and obviously all the nightclubs and the shops closed everything i just went Hey, if you're gonna look silly, then let's do it while everything's closed. So Neil had a bit of a breezy. mental breakdown. Neil tried it up. So Neil Breezy, that, that was, and then obviously through the clothing, um, I feel it's important that everyone expresses themselves too. Whether no, right, it's, 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 it's true, right, and you don't need you don't need people's um, uh, you know yeah exactly right. You don't need people's approval hmm. to be who you are. 
Um, and then obviously, when you look at your athletes, your athletes are trying to differentiate themselves from other athletes. So we all express ourselves in different ways. Um, I just do it. I love clothes, shoes. Um, that's class so got to give you a shout Neil you customised my uh, Air Force Ones and they're phenomenal yeah so that's another thing like if you look at Chris Brown his house is fully painted and stuff and then I went how can I activate some creativity eh no well Neil Breen well well, one of the boys one of the boys that are trained in the NRL he's also sort of the same level and you've got to see his bedroom it's insane he's got Chris Brown he's got Spider-Man and he's it's incredible his wall so it's again creative but to me, I'd rather my athletes become creative than, you know, do bad habits sort of things That's like true, right? gambling and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> Danger. So, yeah, well, gambling. a lot of it's, it's, an, it's an issue for athletes at, at the top end. So, yeah. And I'd rather my athletes draw and be creative than We're not than supporting do of gambling on this table, mate. No, well, it's, I've seen some horrific things. So yeah, for yeah. young kids, if they're listening, definitely stay away from it. Yeah, that's it. Listen to Neil Breezy, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Neil Breezy in the mix. So is that what you're into? Like, did you like rap music? And I know you're, I know you're doing that. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm a, I'm a massive music fan. Love yeah. the urban music, bit of hip hop. Um, but what's your favourite song at the moment, mate? Think I've seen you dancing with one. Um, <laughs> down camera. <or>? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. I'm not sure. There's, I think we go through different songs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, through life, as you know, wherever you're going through with your life, give us something for our playlist, mate. You probably can't go past my. Probably the most streamed song at the moment on Spotify would be Chris Brown, Drake, No Guidance. Oh, Mia falls asleep to that, no banner. That's, that's the song. Actually, I'd she's put. a Drake fan, isn't she? I've seen her. Yeah, she's no, just, no, but I'm not being funny. When we put her to sleep at night, I put that song on. Yeah. No Guidance. She Quality falls song. asleep straight away. Only falls asleep at like 2 a.m. And then she's up having a party. Yeah, yeah. And then I have training the next day and then Neil's asking no me why I'm miles off. Um... Love it, Neil. Oh, you should never have said that. <laughs> Neil Breezy. Neil, I feel like it's so good to have you on this podcast or to educate our players because, like Shane said, we do have a lot of players that listen to this. Um, and I, I, I definitely back up what Shane was saying because when I was pro or even when I was coming through as a youth player, there wasn't that much. Hmm. There wasn't that much about... Um, activation, recovery, warm-ups, one that there wasn't honestly that much um, going on about it. Well, the club we're involved in at the moment, right? I don't know if you've been retained or whatnot. <laughs> well, I'm involved in at the moment. Um, <laughs> they've they've taken a step, and they've been great. Like I've I've always tried to. I said if I come on board, I'm going to try and bring a few initiatives on on board that I'd love for you to guys to just jump on board and let's make it happen. Hmm. So this year I've told them I want to strengthen the conditioning coach with every team from the 13s up. And we're going to develop good habits, but then also do the fundamentals like this is one for you young kids. Weigh yourself before the game as we do at first grade. Weigh yourself after the game. For instance, if you're Jonah, you weighed in 92 kilos. And then oh, after the game... Never been <laughs> 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 now, well, if you weigh in at, say, 70 kilos and you weigh after the game at 67... The rule of thumb is obviously it's hydration loss, it's water fluids, so, so it's that's water. What that, that's what that's and, for. And that's what we do. And then you do whatever you've lost in the next 24 hours, one litre per kilo. So if you've lost three kilos, right. you're having three litres of water to get back to your body, to allow your body to get the hydration that it needs. Because this is this is really... I worked with a really high-end coach in, in the rugby league world. Um, I don't think he lost the state of origin suit, which is like the pinnacle of the game in rugby league and then become the Australian coach. Really good guy. My first meeting with him when I first worked with him, he said, 
I don't care what your training program looks like. I don't care what weights my players do. I don't care about none of that. I want to know. I want to know how hydrated they are. And I'm sitting there going, mate. I went to uni and we studied, you know, how the body operates and how to um, get adaptation and when you do lifting weights and the aerobic system and um, lactic acid thresholds and whatnot. And all this coach was right about was hydration. So I went away and I went, why is he so fixated on hydration? And here's one that's really important. When you dehydrate, it, it draws fluid from the brains as the first point. So all he wanted was, he says that games and games of rugby league, and, and this is generalized in all sports because in football, every time I watch a game, there's always goal scored in the 87th minute, 90th minute, 92nd minute. Jamie Craig. <laughs> yeah, Jamie Craig, shout out. But the, the really important aspect of it is that um, obviously if you dehydrate at the back end of a game, it affects your decision-making because fluid's now drawn from your brain. So this coach was after athletes that made the best decisions at the back end of the game. That's why he believed one, one in footy games. That's really interesting. Right, so, so you talk about hydration, yeah? Yeah. Is that just water? Or like, like so water, and then if you're not retaining it, then you need stuff like electrolytes to help you to retain it. So before a game, if I have a game at five o'clock at night, yep. during that day, how much do I need to drink? Yeah, so it's really funny because everyone always asks how much I need to drink on game day, but hydration never ends. It mm. doesn't doesn't stop, it doesn't start, it's mm. continuous. It shouldn't be just the one. It, it's not, It's not. you don't try and hydrate on the day of the game. It's mm. it's constant. Yeah, it's it's day in, day out. So how, how much water are you having a day, Lee? Me? Yeah. I'm terrible for it. Are you? Yeah. Love a I've always got a water bottle with me. Right, I'm just. Look, I, yeah. I, I love a coffee instead. I'm terrible, Neil. Yeah. Well, that's that's things like obviously, um, we'll sit down and we'll fine tune just to get the best out. Because like Neil, you said, pre-COVID, you were sensational, mate. From what you come into, and then obviously when COVID hit, it was sad because you worked so hard to get to a point. Mm. And then I just didn't think football was going to come back, so I was like, Big Mac. Yeah. <laughs> took your foot off the pedal shame shame you know, get, get exactly the goal swing in do you know what I mean it did take well, a long time Neil yeah, I just want to talk about that actually so uh, how how important is diet diet for footballers because right it, I feel like a lot of young players that we work with are just not educated on this department mm. they feel like they feel like training is enough and that's it Yeah. they don't get that what you were saying before. Well, if you were to put a percentage on it, you'd say in terms of muscle growth, adaptation in aerobic base, whatever you do, it, you, the training's probably the easiest part, to be honest. And, and I know yeah. people go, well, training's hard. It's, mm. It is, but eating healthy probably allocates 80% to the adaptation phase in anything that you're trying to evolve. So if you're trying to build muscle, put a little bit of size, build strength, at about 30, 20 to 30% in the weight room or on the field, and the other 70 to 80% in the kitchen. Yeah. So your body's not made on the field. It's actually made with with what you put in the kitchen. So it's really important. And it's not their fault. I, I, I believe there's a big gap in society about diet because every day something new is coming out. This is bad for you. This is bad yeah, for you. No, actually, this is good for you. This is bad. So there's a lot of information out there that um, I really feel sorry for the kids because I, I go back to analogy. If you're thirst, if you're if you're in a desert and you're thirsty, would you get more water from drinking from a bottle, or if someone said open your mouth and they opened up a fire hose, you'd get more out of a bottle because you're consuming more. And at the moment, I believe the information is 
so much. If we give them a little bit less, less is more. Mm. But um, I'm happy to assist you guys in, in you know, I'm, I'm a massive fan of what you guys are doing. Love I love your platform because it's, you guys are great mentors for kids. Mm. Obviously, I've got to work with you this year. So if you need a hand or anything like that, you know, a, a segment, I'm, I'm more than happy to come Funny in story, and Neil. assist. I sat down with Anthony this week about the season. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, Lee, I can't let you go on the basis of that all our youth players look up to you. Yeah. You see, that's what he said. And he it's, like, it's oh, amazing, mate. Time, like. Yeah, so I was like, so basically, Anthony, what you're <laughs> saying is I'm a terrible footballer, <laughs> but all the youth players love me, so I'm going to stay. Yeah. Fantastic. Which, which, which no? yeah, goes back to um, being a good human, you remember what yeah. you spoke about? Yeah, definitely. Um, I've seen athletes that probably even potential, but then you go based on human and camaraderie and what they're going to do for the culture if you're both the same, they'll then look at, you know, what you are as a human being and then take you on based on that. So there's a classic Great. example of it right there. I've got a question here, okay? Yeah. Three things that fo- that, that athletes, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll say footballers slash athletes, yep. must avoid eating or drinking. No, we've got eating first. Yeah. Three things that they just shouldn't be eating. By the way, that all three of those things are going to be in Lee's diet. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Guaranteed. Um, a particular not- food or category? Because it's... Uh, so, it, drink, or, 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 it could be pizza, could be. See, so there's room. There's, there's give me ca- there categories. Yeah, categories, categories. It's, it's hard because categories. I'm I'm a big believer in sort of indulging, and then obviously if there's something that you were to remove, then remove it on a gradual basis. Don't go to remove all things in one go, but obviously, um, deep fried is never good. Yeah. So anything so deep fried. Yeah. yeah. Right, so right. we'll go so deep fried. Like KFC. See, because <laughs> chicken's good, but yeah, absolutely. Deep fried. That's yeah. No, that's yeah, yeah, deep fried yeah. chicken, yeah. Anything that's obviously dipped in oil and soaked in it. So uh, deep fried chicken, so obviously high in fat. Um, you'd go... See, I, I don't mind sometimes sugars. I don't mind them because you need insulin. say never, but in, say like in your general diet during the week. Yeah. Obviously, like if you finish a game, yeah. for example, the general rule with a, like, I don't know, a play is like, okay, I'll just eat whatever because I'm recovering. Yeah. Not whatever, but you know, you indulge a bit after after the game. But let's say on your Monday to Friday where it's your general diet, you're getting ready for the weekend. What would you seriously recommend? So you, you'd go obviously very, very clean. Yeah. Um, and then you'll stay away from fast foods as much as possible, um, again, because they're predominantly deep fried uh, or artificial. So you want to try and eat um, anything that, what I call, what for my younger athletes, I have a saying, if he doesn't swim, walk, or crawl on planet Earth, then we don't eat it. Yeah. So it eliminates everything that's processed, really. Um, yeah. So if it swims... Fish, fish is good. Yeah, okay. um, Shane doesn't oysters, like me cooking salmon. Octopus, all that, that swims. He doesn't let me cook salmon, Nilsi. Hey? He doesn't let me cook salmon, Shane. No, no, that's... He, see, he that's cook, he just burns it. So if it swims, we can eat it. If it swims, we eat it. If it grows on planet Earth, we eat it. Um, if it crawls on planet Earth, so an animal, then we can eat it. Um, they're the things that the categories that I try and tell people, because I'm not big in nullifying and saying, this is what your diet is. Yeah. But because it's really hard and strenuous and, and life's not easy, so we've got to be realistic about it. Mm. But if you follow those guidelines, if it swims, it crawls, grows on planet Earth, then you're heading down the right path. What about... Um, but technically, everything comes from that, Nilsie. Well, Even the things, deep-fried chicken you're talking about. Yeah, well, the chicken comes from that, but obviously... It, it, it doesn't walk. 
it the deep into fried. the deep fried. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And 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 really? it's not it's not like obviously. Another thing is like anything that's in plastic because if yeah, it's in yeah. plastic, then it's processed, handmade, mm. or. What so. about Charlie's chicken? Charlie's chicken. No, no. What about what about what chicken the cookies he's having with the large fries? A and a sweet, sweet chili. chili mayo. Oh, oh <laughs> shut down. That's a Jonah special, that. Oh, that's that is when, on speed dial. That's, um, that's when Jonah has those, you can tell, because he's on a treadmill on the field. Looks like when he's running, there's a treadmill there, and he's not moving <laughs> at all. Got the trailer on. Got the trailer on for there's a ball. treadmill on the field. <laughs> top speed, though, Jonah, weren't you this year? Oh, I did, actually. You got a top speed of 27 Ks, I think it was, this year. Unbelievable. Which is lightning. In the van. That's another thing, actually. In the van driving in. That's another thing, Shane, that I feel like football's massively evolved in. It's like analytics. Uh, in what, what are we looking at? Um, Goop, come on, Jules, help me out. Like, <laughs> player, player, stats. player oh, stats. stats. That's yeah. the word, Cheers, Training. Shane. Like, that's big part of the game now. Yeah. We were all wearing them trackers during the games. Yeah, and, and Gav was great like that's with that. Valuable. For me, I have a problem with that. I do too. I want to I want to bring some yeah, up, yep. Neil, so and I, I want to have a discussion on the table. Yeah, absolutely. Shane go first. I, I have a problem with that because like what you're looking at then is like, said you just covered 12Ks in the game. Yeah. And I've covered 4Ks in the game. Yeah. Right, but everything I've done with the ball has been good. Yeah. And Jules has ran around. Not, obviously, this is just mm. an example. Jules has just ran around and tried to keep lads and up yeah. and down. Do you know what I mean? But then when you look at the stats, do you sit down and think, "All oh, right, Jesus, Jules, Jules had a good game. He covered twelve k's." And yeah, yeah that happens a lot. That, that's, it, it, that's wrong for me. That's yeah. wrong. And and and, and, and science like, does do that. I feel like a lot of the game is is going towards athletes now, yeah. rather than oh, what's the saying? It's like at the minute, it's like trying to make athletes into footballers rather yeah. than footballers into athletes. Yeah, do you know? So like right now, if you have a, a fat kid. Or, or a, a player that's not an athlete, but he's a better footballer, or where you have a guy that's big, strong, run. At the minute, like the big, strong guy that's an athlete is getting picked ahead of the footballer. And I think, for me, I that's think, wrong. I think the biggest misconception with GPS these days is people read too much into the data. Mm. So people forget the basic skill of observation. What you see is, is what you see. Mm. Don't try and find something because the numbers are there. With the numbers, it doesn't determine whether you had a good game or not for us. All it does for us, um, in terms of us meaning sports scientists, strength conditioning coaches, is relating data to the coach. As a sports scientist, strength conditioning coach, the goal is to keep the boys training on the training field together. The more you train, the better you become as a team when it comes game day. Then all we try and do is keep you there injury free. How we do that is we look at the numbers. So the numbers is therefore purely based on load, meaning that this year the, the magic number we had for you guys was 18 Ks. We we didn't want to go. We didn't. We felt that if you hit between 16 and 18 Ks a week, we'll prime for the game, including the game. If if you went over 18 Ks, you were overcooked. Now, this whole season, I think we we're very blessed. We only had jewels. Off the top of my head, not many, not many other boys that were ruled out due to injury. Yeah, there was a lot of people carrying a lot of injuries, though. But we managed that. Yeah, and just and, about. and and people got to understand, sports in in any level, at the back end of the year, you're always going to carry injuries. Everyone's mm. going to have an injury or a niggle going into the back end of the year. Mm. For us to finish off the year on a high, goes to show that obviously 
um, the work, the, the processes that we had in place, you, you right. boys executed. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't say we got it right because we can always improve, but we probably did it better than other clubs based on the results. Yeah, massive. Yeah. I, I definitely agree with Shane though, and I felt like at Ryder, it was creeping a lot where there was too many players getting fixated up on how far they've run, how fast they've run. Yeah. Yeah, but then I would question well, how many times you kept the ball. Yeah, it's, uh, that's you, and they did. They did. Do you know what I mean? A lot, a lot of players then sort of I agree prioritize looking at that yeah. rather than reflecting. Okay, how did I actually play? They were like, oh, I ran this much and I made this many sprints, and they would individually that's, as players sometimes they would base the performance on that and don't actually look at the football side. You know, would it be fair? Would it, did I defend well? If I'm a midfielder, did I keep the ball? Well? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Did I move the ball well? Did I defend and attack well? If I'm a striker, did I score? Good would it be fair to say it would have been the first time for a few of the boys to wear these GPS units? Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah so yeah. then it comes back to to me, and obviously, you know, information from you guys' feedback is really critical because I probably didn't educate the boys enough where I didn't tell them what the numbers were really for because it wasn't there for performance at all. Mm-hmm. The numbers was to show you your workload, I, I, but then also obviously for us to manage you during the week, so then you go on to the pitch next Saturday fresh as, fresh as possible. I feel, I feel like we should be given individuals. Yeah. Like, so that you don't have where everybody's there. Yeah. And it's like... Comparisons. Oh, yeah. 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 Like, like, so, so it should be... Then people will just look at me. Who's <laughs> Like, I'm naturally a slug. And they'll think, oh, Jonah hasn't really, like, worked hard or... But scored, but scored two corners. But that's those what, are, but that's those, what those I'm those actually the two words that I always associated with. Like, oh, he didn't work hard enough. That's what I mean. Yeah. From everyone. including yeah. Probably coaching stuff to an extent. And that, and yeah. that, yeah, that, is, that is, it can get wrong. frustrating because Absolutely. they're oh, looking sorry. at, looking at the K's I've covered when really I'm just trying to play smart. Yeah. Cause I couldn't, I can't, I, I couldn't cover them K's cause I wasn't fit enough. Yeah. But I was trying to play smart. Yeah. And I felt like, and, that, and that comes back to education. So I'll probably have to educate. And like you said, maybe just do it individually where uh, not, it takes the comparison out of it where people are trying to compete with each other. Yeah. Because, because again, it's not about how quick you run the ball. No. How much you cover it, I mean. Especially yeah. depending yeah. on your position. Like, like you, you can run 20k's, but touch the ball four times. Yeah, exactly right. That ain't the good it's, game. It's, it's, yeah, it's inefficient case, isn't it? Yeah. But it, if, if, if used properly, and, and all the players are educated on it, it, it's obviously a very good tool to use. Don't get me wrong. And analytically, it's good for just obviously understanding what your body's going through. And that's all it was purely based, used for. Um, no, that's interesting that what you said you're using just for a load. Yeah, so for load. Players. So it wasn't never based yeah. on performance at all. Yeah, yeah. Um, Thank God, because my numbers were terrible. <laughs> I didn't even do any hard. But then obviously, you know, you look at your performance through your video analysis and obviously we had um, that at Ride Me where you got to review your own performance based on that. So um, it is different part of the world, but then you try and mash both of them together to, to get you boys out on the field every, uh, out on the pitch every Saturday. Will we be using them again next year, Neil? Absolutely. Oh, God, I. No, I like it, already. There might be a few occasions where I forget to put it on. Yeah. No, it is. It's very beneficial. Yeah, it's good. Um, like you said, good that the club are doing that. Like, it's, I don't How good are the club been? Outstanding, to be Like, I, I, I remember I said to them, they go, what do you need for recovery and stuff? And I said, oh, I want, I'd love to implement the basics, like ice parts. The next day, two ice parts in there. Yeah. yeah. They, they were game changers. just... Yeah, so we've we've just, just finalising on purchasing everything at the moment, and yeah. it should be in there. It'll June, be there for yeah. the preseason. Um, but you guys will be, you guys will benefit, <laughs> you guys benefit more mobility than anything oh, um, from from the gym rather than um, 
Muscle mass. Come on, Come on Neil. Neil. Get me ready. Neil Jules is good at that. He does a lot of yoga. Yeah, I've got a whole list here for Jules. We've got a meeting after this, so we'll sort it yeah, out. Yeah, I, I need that. you to get me yeah. ready. I've got you. I'm getting better, but I'm still feeling okay. you know, can you Can you just write on that piece of paper, stop being a vagina? <laughs> and he'll be fine, Neil. Do you know what I mean? Nah, I'm doing nah, that Jules, Jules, Jules was really solid for us this year, I thought. The absolute state of my body in that grand final. I popped about five painkillers yeah, and got through it. Jules was sitting in the stands fresh as a daisy. I think we got. I think we squeezed every bit of juice out of you this year, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. unbelievable. Not only next year, Neil. You heard it here first on the Jonah podcast. <laughs> I'm going to get massive with Neil. And <laughs> What's, What's your goals next year, Jonah? What's your goals next year? You obviously teach your kids goal setting and that. What's your goal next year? Um, yeah, so I had, I had that chat with Anthony and uh, Simo. I, honestly, I just I just want to get a little bit fitter and sharper. That's it. Yeah. Because um, there was times in the games where I was like, I just can't run. I couldn't do it, couldn't physically do it. Yeah. And I was like, so probably just go back to how it was yeah. pre-COVID, mm. sort my diet out, get a good pre-season behind. Yeah. Because that, cause that's big. Because we didn't have a pre-season, did we really? Well, we had one then. We had a pre-season off, really. Yeah, it was we had mad. Like 16 weeks off. And it, so long. Yeah, yeah I just want to get fitter and sharper, but I feel like if I can grow a little bit of strength in my core, yeah. Get that cut. Get me six pack back, Jules. You know what I mean. Carolina will love that as well. Do you have and any photos of the six pack when he was around? Neil, I want to build a bit more strength in my legs. Yeah, squats and that. No, I'll, well, got no let's let's way. do that next year and let's film it and put it up for your for young boys. Oh, show them what you guys do. Video on it. Yeah. Strength and conditioning with Neil. Uh, Neil and Breezy. You show young boys what you got. Neil Breezy. I reckon, <laughs> I reckon get Neil involved. Neil Pop Noodle Head. <laughs> John Football S and C. Yeah. Come on, Neilzy. Come on, Neilzy. Neil, do you want a full time job or do you want a football or what? Oh, too many businesses to operate, but I'll, I'll definitely be here to help you boys. I'm a big fan of you boys. I don't even have a full time job. I'm a big fan of you boys. You do. Shane, full time golfer. Yeah, not wrong. Hey, lovely hat, Shane. Neil, um, we've got a couple more questions. Yep. It's been a really good podcast, by the way. I'm loving the chats, you know what I mean? What does the future hold for Neil Breezy Dunkley? Um, obviously, we just spoke to you about goal setting. I've got my own goals. I've been to. Uh, three rugby league World Cups. Wow. I'm going to my fourth next year with Papua New Guinea, the PNG Kummels. Oh, wow. wow. Uh, that's in the UK in 2021. Mm. After that, away. after that, I think I'm really enjoying the, the football environment. Um, mm. the, the, I think you guys have made that transition a lot easier. Gav, obviously working with Gavin Ray has made life a lot easier with um, his ability in just letting his coaching, trusting his coaching staff in doing what they need to do. Yeah. So that's obviously helped my transition a lot. Probably my goal would be to achieve a FIFA World Cup. Like to go in with a team? With a, with any team, my goal would to be achieve a FIFA World Cup after this Rugby League World Cup campaign. There'll be four Rugby League World Cups and then sort of try and change everything that I do into the football world and then try and work my way into a FIFA yeah, World honestly, Cup. I think you could easily accomplish that. Definitely. Yeah, so... What, why, what's it like with the Papua New Guinea boys? It's... Like, I, it's, I it's, remember watching them in the last one. They're animals. Mate, it's the the best bunch of boys that you could ask for. It's... How can I explain it? It's... You're going back to where they're grateful for, for everything. So no matter what we got, they're always forever grateful. But no matter what you tell them to do... They'll just do it. And even if it's the wrong thing we do, like we may push them over the edge in terms of exertion, they find a way just to do it. Their mentality and their, their mental toughness, mm. I would have to say, is by far greater than um, 
what's the correct term, a Western society like Australia, a Westernized society. I think we're a little bit more fragile compared to when you go to Papua New Guinea, the mental toughness capacity there. And I think that's the biggest difference. And being mental tough also allows you to do so many greater things because as you all know, the mind's amazing. Do they live a life of danger? It's not what people make it out to be. (laughs) It's, um, look, there's certain parts where you can't go. Obviously, like one of my experiences there was um, driving with the head coach of the Kumuls, had my phone, it was the first time I was there, and the window was down, and then next minute my phone's just disappeared. The young kids just walked up and just grabbed the phone and gone. um, Another story at a traffic light. Seen that hair, that's At a a traffic light, there was a bit of road rage, and then the guys just got out with a gun and... Wow. And then we've just gone around them and gone through red light, just that, for our life. But that's why they're meant to be tough. Yeah. Because they're living in that sort of world. Yeah. Do you know? Like, yeah, it's... Yeah, it's... you really got to... you got to be able to withstand a lot of toughness there. That's correct. But, yeah, one of the greatest... I couldn't ask for anything better to be associated with Papua New Guinea. What a goal, though, to have to try and get to a World Cup, before World Cup. It's not going to be easy. Um, a lot of work. But I feel that, you know, if I put energy into the right places and... I realistically can um, achieve it and then I'll wear a Jonah football t-shirt while I'm there. Oh God, I always represent. <laughs> well, if always anyone's listening and they're looking for a S&C coach for anything, yeah. get at Neil. From Neil me. Greasy at Hotmail.com. <laughs> He's probably the best. I've, yeah. Well, definitely the best I've worked with in Australia and def- definitely the best no, I've I appreciate across. it. So we'll definitely get in touch. Too kind, Chaz. He'll have you doing pretzels. <laughs> world's greatest. The world's greatest. What else, Neil? The release, the release grease and prime. Yeah, oh. yeah, right <laughs> that was, that was a bit of rap in there as well. Neil, we have a segment on the Jonah Football Yes, podcast. talk to me. It's called the Quick Fire Question Round. Yep. All right. You do have like three seconds to answer, but we will allow a little bit longer if it's a tough question. Yep. All right. Jules and Shane are like the judges. If they pick up on like a terrible answer, it will be reviewed at the end. And then what? Another question or? No, no. Just, just, just give a better answer. answer. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> I've got 14, maybe 15 questions here. Yeah. That's it. And then uh, you can give like a few shout outs at the end if you want. Neil. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Give a few shout outs. We have quite a few listeners. All right, you ready? Yep. All right, Jules. There is no clock, but start the clock now. Too hot or too cold? Too hot. Messi or LeBron? Oh LeBron. God. That was an easy question. First app you open in the morning? WhatsApp. Really? Mm. Not the gram? You take forever no. to go WhatsApps. Yeah, because a lot of the boys in PNG text me on WhatsApp. So. Love that. A lot of messages. And I've got, a, I've got a friend in the UK with Wigan at the moment. Oh, yeah. So we communicate a lot about WhatsApp. what they're doing different over there. So, so you can't go into... I didn't say you to go into detail <laughs> you just got to give the answer the gram right? the grams at night is that what you're already yeah, yeah 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 favorite holiday destination hawaii oh fantastic your hero chris brown <laughs> oh my <laughs> god I love it. favorite movie ever oh my god rush hour oh my god what a film rush hour Neil, me and you just connect hey. on different <laughs> We're, we're on the same way. Chris then. Tucker, one of the greatest. Who's the greatest? But take me out. Who's the great? Be a serious question. Who's the greatest athlete you've worked with? Oh, I can't do that. Or one. There's of. been there's been a number. I'll give a massive one. One that's the most detailed and in, in his approach would be Lachlan Lamb at the Sydney Roosters. 
Yeah. Good playing. Right there. Right there. Celebrity crush. That's a mad question, Ooh. that Shane. Shane, Rihanna, Shane, Chris, Rihanna. Rihanna. Oh, Rihanna. that's a great question. Rihanna. Shock it's to do with Breezy. Beautiful eyes. You just want to be Chris. It's all about Brown, the eyes, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> some of these questions. Yeah. Oh my god. Who I know. Favorite superhero. Batman. Yeah, right there. Out with the boys or in with the misses? Yeah, yeah, got definitely miss. the boys. Yeah, that's why I'm still single. <laughs> Like Nike or Adidas? Nah, Nike all day. Oh, fan. Do you call it Nike or Nike? Nike. Yeah, I call it Nike. I call it Nike as well. Like, you got a great partnership with Nike, don't you? I have, yeah. And when I called it Nike, they almost chopped my head off. They really look after their athletes well because I've got some boys that are sponsored by them. Amazing. And yeah, the products just keep very, getting very better good. and better. This is a big question. Yeah, I'm way. ready for be it. Be very careful what you say. Football or rugby? Rugby at the moment because I'm going to a World Cup. Done. Thank you very much for. <laughs> yeah, I'm, going, I'm going. I'm going to a World Cup next year, so I've got to put my energy into that. And then after that, we'll ask me that question. We'll be. Neil, lucky I love you, but I'm not a big fan of rugby. <laughs> yeah. The egg chase. My energy's. I'm going to a World Cup. My energy's got to be in rugby. Yeah, that's poor. That you're on a, fo- <laughs> you're on a football podcast. No, I understand that. Next uh, year will be football. What are you afraid of the most? The dark. Oh, I like really the really really. Not, yeah. I'm a little bit rare. Like like <laughs> 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 Most people think I get dressed in the dark anyway. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I can't ask number 13, Shane. I ran out. Yeah, let's just do it. Let's, no, let's do it. Just do it. Let's do it. Yeah, do it. Ricky Woodward or Gabby D'Angelo? <laughs> That's what Shane does. Uh, as, a, as a player. It's a stitch up there, isn't it? I'll <laughs> uh, we'll go. Um, who hits the best stats, Ricky? Yeah, well, Ricky's, well, Ricky's a runner. Gav has to get really. on the field to well, hit stats. It's a technical Ricky's answer. That's correct. <laughs> I'm, I'm having fa- myself anyway because <laughs> I didn't get on the field either. The final question, Neil. Who's the best player at Rydal Me? He's just put me. Chaz, did you write that? Can take me out. Oh, yeah, again. No, of course, he put Best it player, best set pieces, or combined doesn't matter. Everything all together. No, who no, was no, the best no, player? Change the question. I'm going to change the question. I'm going to change. Who was your best player this season? Like, overall. Mean? So, I'm talking overall. Games, training, everything. Attitude. Attitude. Physique. Like, that's where I let myself down. Do you mm. know what I mean? Like, games. I'm up there. Training, mm. terrible. Attitude, terrible. It's, it's a hard question because some things outweigh other things. Like, if you go to approach and attitude, leadership. We're looking for the package. Who was yeah. the best package? So, the best package... For me, and and I, I suppose because I got to communicate a lot with him, probably Ricky. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. So Ricky, what game? Ricky wins that. No, well that's what I mean. You set a package. So, <laughs> um, obviously, of a, approach approach towards the game. Um, his leadership qualities and trying to improve in those. Um, you had him on the podcast too, didn't you? Yeah. Ricky, yeah, you listen to this. Hey. How much have you paid Neil to say that? Because <laughs> you knew we were going to ask him that, Rick. But if you go best finisher, it would have to be Jonah Lee. Oh best my finisher. God. It would have to be. No question. How many times did after the first? The ball? That's what I want to know. I remember one game, I don't know if I can say this, but anyway, I will because it's a podcast. But Gav, I think it was the first game when that you got the free kick, the first free kick of the year. Oh, yeah. And Gav goes, oh, I've seen this on Instagram that many times, but I've never seen it in real life. No, but, yeah. And then Jonah, bang. Yeah, straight in. Those were the good times. Oh, did you? Those were the good times. Did you... Did you 
go to the toll before the end. You had something on your shorts when you were running there too. Yeah, no. Nah. No, it was from the wall. Well, that was all of us had brown was brown on our white shorts. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I wonder who made us do warm up in, in the mud. You so, mate. But it was interesting on this table how you guys worked together because throughout the year there was games. Jonah would say to Shane, "Oh, he'll go. How good Shane going? He's amazing." Next four touches would be woeful. <laughs> <laughs> and then we wouldn't see you and then he'd be going oh my god I can't believe I just said that and then one game oh, yeah. Jonah Jonah's there and you, you scored a free kick that game and Jonah's like oh Jules is just controlling this game amazing oh yeah you were having a great game yeah. and then all of all of a sudden a few touches go wrong they go yeah. through and Don't we the curse the curse that yeah. you have on each other is an amazing thing and then yeah. to, to finish it off you had one on you too I know. Don't don't mention it though. No, I'm I've got it just for do it. No, I've done it to them, so don't, it's only fair we do it to you. you. Jules is sitting there. We get awarded the penalty. Jules is like, dunks. He's never going to miss. I've he's never seen him. I've never, never ever seen him miss a penalty. He's not missing it. Next minute. Well, when Bruno <laughs> Fernandez missed one the other day, it made me feel a little bit better because he's. Well, but the greatest thing, your mentality, your mentality was great because that was just before half time, and then I felt that. You know, if you could educate the young kids, you had a you had a short memory and you just got on yeah, with the I job. Yeah, saying that. So, because if um, Tiger Woods misses a putt, he just moves on to the next hole. I know. That's it's it. After the so. three putt, Shane loves the three putt. Guys, uh, for those that you got this far, we are trying uh, to get these up on YouTube as well, Shane. Yeah. Um, so not just listening to it on iTunes, Spotify, or whatever you listen to your podcast. We're trying to put it up on YouTube as well. So. With that being said, you can actually go there and look at Neil's haircut. He's right there, he's right there in the corner now, and you can you can question the haircut. <laughs> in the comments, let me know. Right, I've been there, mate. You're if you need the peroxide volume, let me know. Neil, I think there's probably a million and one other questions we could ask you, but um, on behalf of myself, Jules, Agzi, and Shano, thank you so much for taking your time to come in. I know we've had a good laugh, but thank you. No, no, it's in. a pleasure. Um, we're really trying to push these podcasts, and we do it for one reason only. We enjoy it, but it's mainly for our listeners. It's for our young players. It's for coaches that might be listening, and we always try and get interesting people on, people that know their stuff. We don't just pick anyone. <laughs> you know, there's a few people that want to come on it, and we're like, you offer, you offer nothing. No, but I appreciate it. You guys are great. I'm a massive fan of you guys. I wouldn't put my name to something that I didn't believe in and watching all your content um, and what you do with young kids and you guys are great people so young kids that are part of your chain of football probably couldn't ask for a better you know mentorship in, in life and football so I'm always a fan thank and you very much for the I'm company. always accessible for you guys and your kids if you ever need anything so just Legend. thank you so yeah, much reach out to me. and that's what it's about it's always been about the our players that we work with whether it's pro you know we're blessed to work with professionals or young kids you know Male, female, we're trying to give them as much information as possible. And I, I think hope the female market's grown, isn't it, at the moment? Oh, the massive. female game's just massive. gone huge. Massive. And I feel like a lot of the young players should have got a lot out of that. Should have got a lot out of that. Um, Look at the players like Ronaldo, Slatan, how they can go that far. It's because it's, of yeah. all the stuff it's a that preparation. you were talking about, Neil. Yeah. I'm still probably going to stick to me Charlie's chicken, though. <laughs> because <laughs> what's the, um, have you ever what's tried the, the cookies you have in the sheds before the game? Now. What's the cookies you have in the sheds before the game? Oh, Mrs. What is it? Mrs. What? No, Mrs. Ali produces Yeah. Them. They're fantastic, huh? Oh, I had one the yeah, other day just secretly yeah. <laughs> my yeah, goal for 2021 is to beat Ali in the 30-15 uh, test there yes no, there we go there it is chance. got no chance it's like Dylan Bentham it's like now. Dylan Bentham in the 1k test <laughs> <laughs> just 
you know what we did that in the dust? Shane, you were playing there. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that was one of the hardest things I've ever done. Do you remember when the nah, I was in class, bushfires chilling. were here? A shock, you were in the smoke. Shock. Oh, we've been through a lot in 2020. No, it was tough. Yeah, it's been 2021, though, Shane. You, I'm become a unit. So are you? <laughs> unit. Yeah, let's get you back, Three Shane. Units. Uh-huh. Let's sign a petition. Anyway, that's what I'm saying. Love it. That's the Jonah Football Podcast, guys. Thanks, Thank gentlemen. you so much again, Neil, for your time. Cheers, Shano. Cheers, yeah, Jules. Thanks, Jules. Thanks, Jules. Episode down the bag, Shano. Yeah. Make sure you tune in next week for episode two. We've got some big guests lined up uh, in this season. And also follow us on all our social media platforms at Jonah Football. Our TikTok's going off at the minute, so head over there. <laughs> Thank you very much, Jules. I'll see you on the next Thanks, one, guys. guys. Love, peace, and take care of yourself.